let's finish it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ay, coming in, yeah. Flex, I just wanna win. Yeah, LA BB, who we running with? Yeah, two, two, three, three. I'm on ten again. Yeah, state your name. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of The Closing Pitch. My name is Spiker Helms, and this is a show about people, culture, and how to create a winning lifestyle. I'm sitting next to my host, who is the worst person in the world, <laughs> and he is a dream killer and doesn't believe in fairy tale endings. That is all true. I'm back. It's been a while since I've been on one of these things. And I feel like I owe the audience an apology because... It's been a couple of days for our recording sessions, and I had this mindset, all right, I'm going to record a solo episode and fill in the gaps, and then we ended up having tryouts. I'm on the calls, you're on the calls, I do design work too for the marketing side, and I tried to record, it didn't come out how I wanted it to, and I'm not going to put out crap, I'm just not going to do it, and when listening and editing, I literally edited an episode for almost two hours uh, before I went to bed and it just wasn't turning out how it was. And I said, you know what? Screw it. I'm not going to post it out there because it's not the message I want to deliver. Well, that's good, Spike. I don't think people want to listen to that anyhow. They yeah. want to listen to your best. Yes. So. And so obviously we are in the tryout season. So we have we have a very interesting perspective on a lot of things. And I think this could help both on a sports perspective, youth sports side, as well as um, in the future for when you are applying for a job or if you are interviewing someone for a job. We're going to take both routes on, on this conversation. And the biggest thing that I want to put out there right from the get-go is that you need to know, one, your perspective, but also you need to know the other person's perspective, which I think a lot of people in general don't think about that when they start having conversations, aka negotiations, um, that type of stuff. They, they only they only see one side of the table. Uh, well, yeah, having having a feel for someone else's perspective is really hard. Um, that is something I don't, I don't care what avenue you want to take that conversation to. That is that is lacking severely in this world right now. Um, again, you can talk about current events. You can talk about, you know, baseball, you can talk about trial, whatever, having a feel for somebody else's perspective and where they're coming from is it's a lost art. I feel like, do you feel that way? I, I do. And that's the first thing that I do for when we start talking with players and it starts all the way at the tryout process. So yeah. literally when you get a bib number, I'm already trying to put myself into your shoes and I've already been in your shoes. Yep. Now, when we start having conversations of returning players and conversations with new players that we want to bring into the program, I try to put myself into the parent and the player's perspective and what they're thinking about and really trying to make sure that I'm giving them the best sound advice, whether that is with us as an organization, you being putting on the tiger uniform, the orange and black, um, rah, rah, or you putting on another uniform and trying to help you along with that process. Well, let's just think about it. You, you get caught up in stuff. You get caught up in your own, in your own life and your mm -hmm. own worries and your own concerns and your own likes, dislikes, etc. And the whole, everything I always talk about it this way, you know, here's a good phrase. Whenever a parent is watching a game, 
they're worried about their Jimmy, mm-hmm. right? I got to worry as a coach about all the Jimmys. And then as a club director, I got even more Jimmys to worry about. And sometimes when we make decisions, we, we make those decisions with the intent to help all, mm-hmm. right? And, and create and keep this, you know, going forward. And it's not just solely focused on one. Cause I see the parents perspective. Mm-hmm. The parents are, and they're, they're doing right by their son. Okay. From the meaning of they are coming from a place of caring. Mm-hmm. Okay. All of the parents that we work with on a yearly basis, they're, they're awesome, but they, and, and they're great parents. They are they are solely concerned about making sure that they take care of their son and set them up for future. And that's really great. That's great of them, right? I think having a little bit of a perspective on understanding why we make certain decisions or why we do other things is important too, though. With my recruiting process, and I, and I used this for when I was trying to get into the economics program at Missouri State, I was also trying, I used this when I was trying to get recruited, well, obviously for college, but also for my employment. Everything unlocked for me when I put myself in that person's shoes who was looking at me. Mm-hmm. That's when everything unlocked. Everything made sense. And the path was clear of what I had to do. And it could have been oh, I need to dress a little bit better when I go into a meeting. I, I shared that solo episode with me and Coach Gutton where I was wearing Birkenstock shoes going into yep. the meeting. What was what the hell was I thinking? I was only thinking of myself. I only thought what looked cool to me, yep. not what looked cool to him, what, yep. what would impress him, right? So for even on the employment side, it made a lot of sense when Aaron asked me, hey, I I really would love for you to be an instructor at Balls and Strikes. And I said, okay, that's not something that I really like want to potentially do for the rest of my life. But then I saw that, okay, what does he need? What does he need in the business that's going to accelerate the business even further? Mm-hmm. And everything made was perfectly clear. He needs someone to help with marketing. He needs someone to help with design work. He spends a lot of money on the design work throughout the mm-hmm. year. And he's not getting the punch that he should be getting. Does he, does he have a video presence? He doesn't have a video presence. I can insert myself there. So everything just is a lot clearer when you start seeing it from that perspective. So if I'm a player and I look at a club baseball team and I want to be a part of that club baseball team, and I say, hey, what is the roster size? Okay, roster size is this. All right. What positions do they have? Okay, this. What other players are trying out? Okay, got it. Where do I line up with those players? Hmm. Now, if if the, if the club misses on you, the club misses on you. That's the same thing with college. What's the roster size? How mm-hmm. big is the roster size? What's the coaching staff like? What's the facilities like? What are they trying to look for? What are their goals? What are their aspirations? And how do I fit in that play? And then it, it's such a clear path that way instead of the other way, which is, well, I want this. I want that. This and I is can how, do this. And th- I can do that. I can do this. I can do that. Well, I don't really need that. Yeah, but I can do this. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Don't care. <laughs> yeah, don't care. <laughs> Does not make one difference. Yes. You, I smile really well. Good. Great. Good for you. Awesome. I need Probably to help you somewhere else. Yeah. Not here. <laughs> well, we already have a front desk person that smiles really well. That's great. Are you, are you better than them at smiling? I don't mm, know. I don't know. <laughs> That's what, when going through the tryout process and going through, obviously, hiring interns and hiring everybody, 
that's what I'm thinking about is I'm going on both ends of the spectrum. What does that person want? That's the first thing that I'm thinking about when we had intern Todd and Trey come in. I, the first thing I was thinking about, what is their end game? What do they want to learn? What is it that they want to do? And they're pro- they, I don't even know if they even thought from the other end of the perspective, uh, under end of the spectrum, what I was wanting, but I tried to figure out them to give them the most benefit because at the end of the day, I want more interns moving forward and they're probably going to give a good right. word and talk to their, it all comes universes. back around. It's, yeah. a, it's a circle. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. It all, it all comes back to it and it's, I think it's a tough thing for most young people to understand. I don't. I don't think young people have perspective for other people. Um, they they don't think that way. I. I mean, I think it's. I think it's tough for all people. But you're a hundred hundred percent right in terms of how much clearer that picture gets when you start to change your thinking to that way, to that manner, and trying to understand where other people are coming from and why they're making certain decisions and why they're doing this and what they want to do in the future and. I, I think people would be honestly surprised at the conversations they'd have and the information they'd get if they just asked. They they take it too um, they take it too personally. Yeah, and it's not personal. It's not that we don't like you. I've, every player that has come into the organization or we, I've seen it at a tryout, as a person, just talking to them for like five minutes, I like them. They're great people. Mm-hmm. But it might not be the best fit for you and don't get mad about it. Just understand. And that's hard. That is very hard well, because when emotions. Yeah. Well, when you get a break, when you have a breakup, yeah, you get emotionally invested, you get emotionally invested. And then when someone breaks up, breakups are tough. Yeah. You're, you, you kind of, what it, you go through that cycle of now I hate this person. Then I dislike them a little bit more Then over time. I dislike them a little bit less. And then all of a sudden eh, I'm co- kind of cool with them and whatever. You know what I'm saying? But right there in those, that's why that 24 hour rule exists. That's why everything exists, right? And it's emotional. And emotional decisions, generally speaking, are not good ones. And I can sit with those conversations. It's tough for me to be in those, but I can sit with it. As long as at the end of the day, when I have that tough conversation, the thing that I'm thinking about most is you are going to respect me at the end of this. That's the whole goal. Well, you know, you know, it's always kind of it's helped me because I think when I was younger, I was not very good at that of having those conversations. They're tough, right? Um, and what's helped me was I have to be honest. I have to be very truthful. And from my perspective, if I've given you every piece of information I have as to why a certain decision was made or whatnot, and I am honestly trying to help you out in that situation one way or the other then I've done my job. Mm-hmm. You might not like it. You might not like me. But I hope, like you said, you would respect that. Mm-hmm. Because I think there are a lot of people out there that will not give you that information. They won't tell you Oh, they'll, hi- they'll hide it. They'll because hide they, it. They'll because make excuses. They, yeah. They'll blame other people. They'll blame other situations because it's not their fault. I'd rather sit there right in front of you. You know, me and you have sat together in a lot of meetings over the mm-hmm. past, few, you know, 10 years. And literally, we have... We have to be truthful there. We have to. If we're not, we start blaming it. More problems come from that than anything else, rather than literally bucking up and being truthful and honest about it. And it's funny because I think some people are trying to do the I got you moment where they start having this conversation. They start asking more questions and they're waiting for that. I'm going to get I'm going to get him. I'm going to get that. I got you moment. But there is no I got you moment because all I'm trying to do is be as honest as I possibly can. And that's all you could ask for. 
if if you if you have a hard question in the paint about our organization, go for it. If you have a hard question about employment, you should ask that question. You should. If they if they dodge that question and they kind of dance around it, that's when you know, hey, this is not a really good situation. I need to leave. There's a reason. There's yes. a reason they do that. Yes. Well, and you know what makes it even tougher for this time of the year is the turnaround. Is that we literally go through with with our with our careers and our jobs, we go through an eight week season, and it goes from the you know end of May through the middle part of July, and right at the end, even as we're still playing and coaching, we're going through the trial process and we're resetting for next year, and so does everybody else in our area, and immediately you go from and this is me thinking of it from their perspective, and this is tough, but you go from having been with all these families that. You've now become friends with you've your your sons have become friends with the players, and you know you're one minute on a Sunday you guys are cheering for a championship, and on Monday you're getting a call and you might be on a different team, and that is tough. I wholeheartedly understand that. That is a very tough thing. I don't think many people are equipped, from an emotional standpoint, to not get attached in that manner. A lot of people would be like, "Whoa, wait, what?" Yeah. No, 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 no. My, my my son just hit a double yesterday. He just went out with those guys last night. They're all friends. And now you're telling me what? And so when we because of this tough timing, I mean, listen, decisions have to be made, okay? And and th- and situations occur. But it's not I, I think people don't understand that we do take that into context. We understand. And we don't sit behind uh, you know, in a meeting room with all these names and just throw them out of dartboard. We try to take every piece of information that we can gather from our coaches, from our tryout, from the season, from everything. I like to say as much information as you can to make the best educated decision going forward. And there's a lot of things that go into that. That's the only thing you can ask out of an organization, no matter if that's a company or um, a club or just an individual team that everything needs to be in play and needs to be considered and breakups are tough. They're Mm. really tough to handle. I mean, I'm still still, I mean, still thinking about, um, when the, when I was on a club team and the coach didn't say, said that I couldn't play college baseball. That's a breakup right there. Right. Yep. But you have to, you have to put it in context that, okay, what's the best route for me and how do I move myself in the right direction? I've I've said this before to um, a number of people that are close to me. I said, if I if I get fired from the Rawlings Tigers, it's not the end all. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hold a grudge to Aaron or anybody else. Not saying I'm getting fired, but I'm just saying, yeah. like, if something well, you, did happened, you do something that I don't know about? <laughs> if something happened, I wouldn't hold it personal because I know how it is. The business is a living and breathing organism. Right. It is it is. An entity all in itself. And if my services aren't needed anymore, I have to build my skill set, be the one in, in control. I have to keep building my skill set so that I'm able to make another route. I can make another move. And I think pro baseball taught me that. Well, and and I I find a lot to have a lot of respect for the people who handle it this way in this process. Whether it's good news, bad news, whatever you get this this year, because this is how we, we tend to handle it. They can only go with what information is given to them, and then they then they can only control themselves, right? 
And I have a ton of respect if, you know, one way or the other, that the people who I have conversations with, if they're literally sitting on the other line, they're like, okay, great. They ask all their questions. They're like, okay, um, can we have some time? We're going to think about it. We're going to talk. We're going to talk with the family. And then we'll get back to you with one way or the other. Is that okay? And they literally just take the information and make the best decision for them. That is how it should be handled. Yeah. Right? Because if, if it goes the other route and it's yelling this or blaming someone else or, or deflecting, that's not, it's not giving get you the, a bunch of red herrings. Do you know what red herrings are? Uh, red herrings is giving you something off to the side of the, com- the main conversation and you go over to that that side of the conversation and you forget totally what the main yeah. context of the com- the original combo was. That's what happens. It's a lot of gray areas. Right. Like, well, what about he did this over here? Yes, but, and then you try to get back sure. on the conversation. Well, and I'll, and I'll give it to you. And I mean, how, do, how do we handle that? So let's say, let's say on the opposite side, you know, we have a, a player or we offer a player something like that, that we really want in the organization. We think can do great things, can help us help himself, et cetera. And we get turned down. That bothers. I mean, I don't want to say it doesn't bother me, but I got to flip my script in about five seconds. Because if I sit and dwell on that and say, "Well, what was me? Why did this not happen?" Yeah. Or you know, I think you can always reflect back and try to understand. Well, you know, what could we have done better? Mm-hmm. I think that's an important thing to think of from a business standpoint and what you're putting out there. But if I sat there and dwelled on that and basically said, well, that, that guy's an idiot or that guy is stupid yeah. or the, wow, they just made the wrong decision. If I'm still saying that in three months, I haven't gained anywhere. Yeah. I haven't gotten anywhere. So from that perspective, we have to flip. We have to change. We have to pivot. We have to move in a different direction. We have to do that very fast. And it can't be an emotional attachment forever. Well, that's what you've noticed out of, out of really good college recruiters in my, in my recruiting process. Whenever I got a feedback from a coach, like when I made the decision, I kept it very black and white. When I made the decision to end up going to Missouri State, there were college coaches that said, you know what, best of luck. I think that's a really good spot for you. Please let me know if you need anything on my end, and I'll help out as much as I possibly can. By the way, what are you doing for summer baseball? Then I had other coaches be like, are you kidding me? You right. literally went that way? Unbelievable. How could you do that? And it was a total, and I was like, I'm so glad I didn't go with that you know, guy. <laughs> you know what's, well, you know what's funny? Take those two situations because it's applicable to what we do. What I don't think those coaches who respond in that negative way of like bashing you and bashing your decision understand is that you are connected to like, 400 other athletes that maybe one of those could be a fit for that school. And what are you going to now go do? You're going to go be like, dude, you don't want to play for that dude. Heck no. See you later. And all of a sudden then that guy goes, well, Hey, I heard from my friend that this dude's a, he's a jerk. He's, you know, he totally aired my friend out on the phone for making a different decision. And then that guy tells another friend and all of a sudden you've got a thousand people that aren't a fan of you. And it's all because of one reaction and one emotional you know, conversation. And that can be the same way. We all talk. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We all talk. And from a player standpoint or a parent standpoint, I'll just give, here's a useful piece of advice. It, it doesn't take long for people to start to understand 
who who the people are that make those emotional decisions and tend to just flip the script every year and go to a different uniform. And a lot of people don't even realize that the clubs are so well connected. We know we, everybody. We know everyone. We know everyone. <laughs> so and like, we don't well, go. So but, even though, you know, well, well, listen, we don't go out of our way to bash anyone. I've never once. No, no. I, I've never once gone home and started calling club directors and be like, you need to stay away from this kid. I've never, ever done that. No. I never will do that. That's not my place. And I'm not I'm not that type of a spiteful person. But my point is but, this though is that everyone is connected and when you give that emotional response, it's not like you're it's gonna blackball you or put you in a bad bad light or you're not gonna get to the spot that you wanna get in. But understand that the respect factor is a huge deal. Yeah. Like what what could happen if it's on the positive side where like, man, you are so lucky to have that kid. That's the conversations you want. I'm yeah. not going on the negative side because everyone's going to think about the negative side like, right. oh, they're going to bash this kid. No, clubs don't do that, by the way. Um, but when there is a good kid inside club baseball, there's so much positivity around that person. Right. That they're like, man, you got a really good player. Like, I hope that guy makes it. Like, he's yeah, a really he's good one of my you favorites. Need, you need to take care of yeah, him. Yeah, he's a dude. Yeah, yeah. and that and, sure. that and that has that could that's barring with talent and with talent that's not quite there yet. Right. So guys that are still working. So what, what, that's the best part is when I have another club director be like, dude, you have that kid. That's pretty good. Yeah, I've done the same thing to other club directors. Hundred percent. And college coaches do that too. They do it all the same. Yep. They and the college coaches, I've heard this a million times. I heard it a ton too throughout this whole pandemic when they couldn't get out. They had to use their 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 uh, resources, if you will, and their connections. But they are always like, "Hey, listen, he might be a little short for us. Okay, he might just on that spectrum of talent what we're looking for. He's just below that. However, my friend runs this program." And I know what he's looking for, and that dude is a perfect fit. And guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to call him, and I'm going to help him out, and he's going to be calling you. Mm-hmm. And if you if you handle it the right way, I think those doors continue to open for you. Mm-hmm. And if you handle it the wrong way, be very careful because those doors will slam shut super fast. Yeah, and handling it the right way, I want to make sure that we're clear on this. A good way of handling it is getting the information, talking it over, and this goes for employment too, so I don't want to get confused. Yep. This is this is yep. life lessons as well. So you get the information, you have conversations, you gather more information, and then you make a decision. Not this. I get the information. I have an emotional response. I talk it over with my group of my close inner circle. Then I have conversations again with the person that's going to either employ me or accept me, argue with them again drag it out more, and then finally make a decision. Mm-hmm. Anytime that you have an emotional response or you drag out a decision, it's never a good situation in my opinion. It's not the best situation. You want you want to make a decision, and it's tough because there's a lot of options out there. This is where a lot of self-reflection comes into play, and this is where it comes in where you're always trying to build up who you are, then make the decision, and then live with that decision. And say, hey, and how you deal with rejection where you reject another uh, another employer. Say you have three people that are employing you, trying to employ mm-hmm. you. Go up to company A or club A or college A and say, hey, I really appreciate the time. Thank you so much. But I end up, I end up deciding to go in a different direction. Best of luck. Um, thank you again. That's well, it. And then well, go, go to the other ones until you get to the person yeah. that you accept to. Well, and, and listen, 
I can I can count on my hand a few times where that situation's happened. You know, maybe they've they haven't come to us, and how we've handled has been well. And we've been like, well, listen, best of luck. I appreciate you letting me know on the decision. And that's not a fake response. That is a real response. Mm-hmm. I appreciate you letting me know. That's that's re- very valuable to me. Best of luck in the future. Please let me know if there's anything I can do. I mean, I just I just had that with a with a call twenty minutes ago, and you know. It's come around in the next year or two. They come back, and there's no bad blood there. And we're like, okay, perfect. Now's the fit. Now the time. Awesome. Yeah, it's a great fit for us. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. And that's how it should be. Yeah. That's the easiest way of doing it. It, it. Yeah, keep emotions outside of that decision. Black and white, never gray. Yep. Um, what's your closing pitch on this? All right. My closing pitch would be pretty simple. You said it best at the start, and this is something that I think we can all get better at. It's a constant uh, constant fight, a constant struggle. Try to put yourself in the other person's shoes. Try to understand what their perspective is, why they're making the decision, what they're making the decision for, what's, you know, what's going on in their head. And if you can start to get that information, it makes your answer so much easier. My closing pitch is always build your skills to where you are in control. And always gather information where you can make the right decision and always think three to four steps ahead. Where a lot of where wherever I've gotten in trouble is when I'm playing checkers rather than chess, where I'm taking one move at a time and I end up getting blindsided and losing. And you're ending up you're about ten steps behind at all times. Yes, and I'm ten steps behind. So think about life and what you want to do with life as chess rather than checkers. Totally agree. Totally agree. All right, guys, that is this episode of The Closing Pitch. A little bit of a shorter episode. Um, We appreciate you guys listening in. Please subscribe to the podcast um, on Apple iTunes. Follow it on Spotify. If you have Anchor, we we use that to distribute our podcast. So please use that if you'd like to submit your own closing pitch. Until next time, we'll see you. See you guys. Thank you for watching or listening or both to The Closing Pitch. If you'd like to get your closing pitch featured on the show, we use a podcasting app called Anchor where you can submit your statement or question via audio. Or what you can do is comment in the comment section of this post. We also accept direct messages. Please give us the A-OK if you do send us a DM to use your statement or question on the show. Last thing, please give us a review on your platform of choice five star preferably and we value your opinion and this allows us to reach more people thank you for listening and we will catch you in the next episode